Joining us right now on the BetMGM Rewards Hotline is our guy, Juan Carlos Blanco of the Lions. Make sure you check him out over there at thelines.com. JC, how you doing, my guy? Hey, good evening. Great to be on with you guys. Uh, it's just the best time of year, isn't it? And it's yeah. for the, about the next four or five months. And so um, I, I'm just uh, real happy to be on here with you talking NFL. JC, uh, you are speaking my language, man. I, we have been buzzing about football literally all weekend. We haven't stopped talking about it. And week one just did not disappoint. I'm going to ask you about a game that we really haven't talked a bunch about, or two teams we haven't talked a bunch about in they have a, a game coming up 1 o'clock on Sunday. The Dolphins take on the Baltimore Ravens. The Dolphins week one against the Patriots pretty much did whatever they wanted. They, they're 1-0. They continue to dominate. Actually, Tua continues to dominate. Bill Belichick still undefeated against the Patriots in his career. The Ravens against the Jets, they won the game. So that's a positive. The Ravens minus 185 in this one against the Dolphins. And the total is 44.5. Three-and-a-half-point favorites are Baltimore. What are your impressions from these two teams? And also, how would you handicap this game? I know it's a little early, but how are you looking at this one on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, obviously a, a really good start and the very similar final scores for both games that these teams played. But I think the Dolphins probably, uh, you know, the impression was that they might have played a more complete game start to finish than Baltimore, who took a while to get going uh, against the Jets. But in reality, the interesting thing here, I think, about these two coming together in week two is it's a big step up in competition for each of them. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how they handle it. You know, probably a, bi a bigger step up in competition for Baltimore going from a Joe Flacco-led, uh, you know, Jets team to Miami. But uh, the Dolphins also, I mean, really kind of made the Patriots look pretty pedestrian. I mean, that probably is a credit to the defense, of course, a big credit to that. But uh, I think both of them are going to uh, probably find that, uh, you know, early on in this game especially, that this isn't week one anymore. They're going to be facing – a big, big step up in competition. So I think the line is, you know, about the minus three and a half is more or less about right. I guess you, you give the respect to Baltimore at home. Uh, and we're going to see, you know, we still don't know too much yet about this new Dolphins offense. We didn't see much from the running game uh, from them in, in week one, as good as the passing game was. So they're going to have to run the ball probably to, to be able to win on the road. Two teams, JC, that were sort of underwhelming, had a little fight in them, but I don't know really what to make. Arizona Cardinals at Las Vegas Raiders. We haven't talked about that that game much on this show. Raiders, five-and-a-half-point favorites at home. The total, 51-and-a-half. What did you make of these two teams last weekend, and what would you do here, if anything? Yes, I, I actually noted that down in a, a possible Week 2 game uh, and Week 2 line to discuss with you because at plus five-and-a-half, I kind of like Arizona to, to make a, a bit of a resurgence here. I mean, they have still too much talent, even with the injuries and the suspension to Hopkins and everything, to play like they did uh, against even against a team of the caliber of the Chiefs at home. It was just a real embarrassing performance overall, and I think that that's going to be a huge motivator going into this game. And so not that the uh, Raiders are going to be any cakewalk either, obviously you're facing them at home, but I do think that it's, uh, it's actually a game pretty geographically, you know, close for Arizona, probably good amount of the fan base is going to travel for that game. So it may not be the biggest home field edge. And the Raiders, I don't think that they ultimately, they didn't look that bad overall, but they really just got thrown off their game by Justin Herbert just being just razor sharp. It limited the amount of carries that Josh Jacobs got. He actually looked really good with the opportunities he did see 
So I think more balanced game plan is probably in order for both of these teams. It's going to be a lot closer game this time around than their week one contests were. So I, in other words, I think it's going to go down to the wire. And I think at minimum, Arizona can slide in under that five and a half. JC, uh, looking at some of these games where we've seen some line movement, when the look-ahead line came out for games of the year, the Bills were just seven-point favorites at home against the Titans, so I grabbed that. Look at it now, it's all the way up to 10. The Bills' double-digit favorites, obviously they looked really good uh, against the Rams, blew them out, and then the Titans managed to lose to the New York Giants, even though they had a big lead in the first half. How would you play this game now that the number is 10? Because the Bills look so good, but man, 10's a big number in the NFL. Yeah, I, I did notice that. I mean, that that's a big number. Yeah. And Buffalo, I mean, well-earned, I guess, well-deserved based on that first uh, first game. The big rest advantage also for them comes into play here. But sometimes, I mean, you come off such an emotional week one win, you have that big, long layoff, and maybe come out a little bit flat no matter how talented you are for that next game. So that's where some danger may lurk for them. But ultimately, I mean, they're they're at home. This is a game that I think even if they have a little bit of trouble early on, they kind of get issues corrected as they go along. And ultimately, I don't, I don't think Tennessee can keep up with them. Uh, I think Buffalo can ultimately neutralize uh, Derrick Henry pretty well. And so that's going to lead to a one-dimensional attack eventually for Tennessee that's going to probably sink them. And so I think the 10 points, even as, as a, a little bit of a daunting line as it is to maybe plunk some money down on that, I think it's still something that's very doable for this Bills team, which is uh, probably as good as the hype would imply. We're joined now by J.C. Blanco of Lines.com. Remember, this combo on the Odyssey app, just type in the show name, BetMGM. Tonight, I'm sick and tired of having to tell you guys where to find all this great content. It's making me sit sick. J.C., let me ask you about this. Jacksonville's a four-point underdog to the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts lost, or almost lost, in week one. They're four-point favorites uh, against Jacksonville coming up. The total is 46 and a half. I know Trevor Lawrence and the guys didn't get the job done against my Washington Commanders week one. Poor guys. However, Jacksonville was pretty impressive on both sides of the ball for me in week one, and I don't think they're getting enough respect in the market right now as a four-point dog at home against the Colts. What say you in this spot? Yeah, you you guys read my mind here with some of these games because that also jumps out to me. I I think, first of all, Indy, you know, how much – I know it's Matt Ryan now and no longer Carson Wentz, but – how much of a mental hangover is there from that week uh, 18? Was it lost last year for them uh, down in Jacksonville that cost them the playoffs? I mean, that is not an easy place to play for them. And uh, you're absolutely right. I think that that week one performance is kind of just a foreshadowing of what we're going to see in terms of a much improved Jaguars offense this year. I mean, they almost can't help but be better between the combination of Lawrence having that one year of experience under his belt all the new additions that they brought in. And I'm counting Travis Etienne in that list as well, just because he missed all of last year. So this is the type of team that definitely is going to be one of those under Doug Peterson's, you know, uh, brain trust under his scheme is going to get better and better. I think as the year goes on, Uh, it's still only week two, but I, I think you can easily see some improvement from week one that, that kind of that comeback, that fighting spirit they had last week, I think is something you may not have seen from them in previous seasons under previous head coaches. And, and they really did come close to, uh, to getting uh, back into that game and taking over and, and coming out with a victory. So I think that they give Indianapolis a lot of trouble this week. And I think it's uh, upset is possible. Uh, and if not, at least a, uh, a loss by less than four. JC, if you had to choose one game, one play that you feel most confident about in the NFL, what is it and why? 
Well, let's see. I, I've got a couple things here more jotted down as far as uh, as these big numbers. The Seahawks at plus 10 against the 49ers is interesting to me. Uh, not going to be too taken by what Seattle did last night in the sense that this, that definitely was an emotion-driven game for them. But there's no doubt that they, they stepped up to the challenge. They still didn't put, you know, almost didn't put enough points on the board. And really, if some of these crazy things don't happen for Denver, they, they leave with the loss. But uh, in it, I, I think San Francisco here, without Mitchell, it's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt the offense overall. And Trey Lance still is kind of an unknown quantity. I mean, you can't really evaluate him on what happened last week, obviously. That wouldn't be fair. But I don't know necessarily that they're 10 points better than the Seahawks, a divisional opponent that knows them well right off the bat. So that might be a sneaky one to kind of jump on because it is a big number. Um, the other one here, not a big number, but just interesting to me was the uh, Jets plus six uh, against the Browns in Cleveland and also the Commanders at two-and-a-half-point underdog now to Detroit. Talk about it, J.C. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that, uh, that Detroit's, you know, their second half of resurgence last week – I think took a lot of people, you know, by surprise maybe, and maybe is kind of fueling that number and the movement that's happened on that line. But honestly, I mean, Carson Wentz, we know that there's plenty uh, of criticism to throw his way for a lot of things, but he did start very strong last year too with the Colts. And I think he's got the perfect spot to continue a really strong week one opening effort this week. Detroit's defense still has a lot of question marks. And so, the commanders, I think, have just as many weapons, really, or more to throw out at Detroit than Detroit does to them. Curtis Samuel being healthy, I think, is a particular a big, big difference maker if it can stay that way for Washington because he can do so many things. I don't mean to needle you, JC. One lock. What is it? I'm writing it down. Mm-hmm. What is your lock? Yeah, let's go with – I'm going to go with that, that Seahawks plus 10, believe it or not. All I right. think that that number is big enough. Uh, JC, one more yeah. question for you. Uh, when we talk about big numbers, so the Rams are now 10-point favorites. Uh, that opened up at 13, actually. It's came down a little bit because they didn't look so great against the Bills, but that's the Bills. And then Atlanta hung close with uh, the Saints all game long and blew that game late. What are your thoughts on the Rams? You know, obviously the defending Super Bowl champs. We have some questions about Matthew Stafford's uh, health right now already with this elbow injury and his back injury from last year. Any concerns with them and then Sean McVay's play calling? Yeah, and some concerns, I think, with the workload distribution uh, in the ground attack in yeah. particular, that was just really interesting between Henderson and Akers in that game. But I do think it's going to, in retrospect, that's going to be a game that's a little bit of a throwaway performance for them. And I think that they come out much stronger here. Uh, second straight home game, the big rest advantage here for them as well against Atlanta. And I, I know the Falcons, uh, you know, look good. They're going to be better, I think, than a lot of people assumed with Mariota at quarterback. So I'm not saying this will be necessarily a cakewalk, but I think the Rams have a decent shot of coming away here with a double-digit win to kind of get themselves back on track. Just too much talent and pride, you know, as defending champions on that team. JC, I wish I could say goodbye to you, but I that that'd be a lie. I have one more question for Uh-oh. you. Actually, Thursday night, Chargers, Chiefs, total like a billion. Chiefs favored by four. Any plays from you? <laughs> Yeah, I, I know Keenan Allen is in real danger of probably sitting this one out, but we saw what Herbert was able to do pivoting to guys like DeAndre Carter and Gerald Everett last week. I mean, he, he's got, at this point in, in his career now, he's got enough experience where he's able to handle uh, big personnel losses like that. And the, the last uh, two games last year for these two teams, that uh, when they went up head-to-head, they both were decided by six points. So I think that 
even without Allen, they, they keep this close. They keep this tough. These, these are, again, two teams that know each other very well, and I think they give Kansas City a hard time. So I think they have a shot of at least uh, keeping that number under, under four, any loss under four. All right, JC. Thank you so much. Love it. Always rolling with every punch we throw your way. That's why you make the big bucks, for sure. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me on, guys. That's our guy, JC Blanco, joining us on the BetMGM Rewards Hotline. Reminder, every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens. Or they can be converted to MGM Rewards points that can be used towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 mm-hmm. MGM. M resort. And they get the best shows. Bruno Mars. I'ma leave the door open. I've been waiting. That didn't sound the anything like that. Open. I got a little bit That's, of a headache yeah, right no. now, but trying to pull through my squad here. Yeah. I you hear know? you, man. We've got a we've got a headache sandwich. What here. you do? You... What you like? <laughs> there you go. Right? I don't even know if that's Bruno Mars anymore. That sounds like Sean Michael. I got fillets. If you ever leave me, baby. He sounds like everybody's working on the weekend. That's, <laughs> That's what you sound like. That's what I do. Sound like uh, Is that Yacht like Rock? I've been locked out of heaven for too long. Let me take my head. Tristan told us she has a piercing <laughs> migraine that she's I'm been like, dealing with for like the last hour. This is how you get through it. Let's just sing in Tristan's ears. close enough to 11 p.m. Yeah. It's always a migraine what's on that, the show. What's that Circuit City song that they used to say, sing? Uh, I remember it was... Uh, Electric Avenue? No, no. it wasn't that one. That's Wait, part of my what? take. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>